Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for Same Race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. The solar panels work in winter. Solar energy output in Australia throughout winter is surprisingly high in some cities. You can learn more about better solar energy at B-Solar. Visit b.solar to learn more. GLG Greenlife Group, leaders in property services and open space management at glgcorp.com. Welcome to the First Serve, your home of tennis. Good evening, everybody. Welcome along. Uh, Brett Phillips with you again for another week covering the world of tennis. And the invitation is always there to join me. You know the number by now. one 736 736 If you want to join in the tennis conversation, you can put anything you like on the uh, tennis agenda tonight. Your calls around all our great guests to come. The Tennis Direct text, if you prefer that, you can dial away. 0433981116. Tennis Direct is Australia's favourite online tennis store. Fast delivery, great prices. They've got free delivery on orders over $150. Just go to their website, shop while you listen tonight, tennisdirect.com.au. Use our promo code FIRSTSERVE10. Nice little 10% discount. Now, coming up tonight on the B Solar menu, your calls, Alicia Olivia Lay, I should say, in Adelaide. And I'll tell you about tennis rehab. Plenty of tennis news going around as well. You can weigh in 1300 736 736 or on the text 0433 I'm going to go straight to some of your uh, feedback off the top of the show. If you remember back to last week, this is how we started. And I read out this that was sent in to me. Riddle me this. A tennis coaching organisation has 10 coaches and advertises its team are fully qualified, insured TA coaches. What's the minimum number of that coaching team that have completed a coaching course? A, 10, B, 8, C, 5, D, 1. Now, replace tennis with golf and TA with PGA Australia. A, 10, B, 8, C, 5, D, 1. Now, use the sport of swimming... And then Swimming Australia, A, 10, B, 8, C, 5, D, 1. OK, so there is now a growing percentage of coaches in Australia teaching tennis with zero training. This was sent in to me during the week. We wouldn't accept that in swimming as a child might drown. Is it acceptable in tennis? What about if it's the coach who is looking after your child and you are paying $100 an hour? OK, so let's say we agree a coach should be qualified and actually passed a course, not just attended. Should they be at least competent in that sport or is it that not important? 
in golf, there is a minimum handicap required to do a coaching course and then years as a trainee under direct supervision. In swimming, you have to demonstrate every stroke competently, swim 400 metres under a certain time, then do 20 hours minimum shadowing a coach, not tennis. A trainee coach with no playing experience who has never attended a course can be charged out at whatever the market will pay, upwards of $120 an hour in Melbourne. Hmm. How are we travelling in the junior world rankings? No girls in the top 100, two boys. In my honest opinion, if we don't have qualified tennis coaches teaching sound fundamentals, our sport is destined to continue failing. Hats off to Ash Barty's coaches, both formative and current, who were tennis players and then trained as coaches. Hats off to the rest of you coaches in the same boat. Shame on our sport for allowing the standards to drop to an all-time low. Hashtag bring back the standards. So that was on the show last week. That was sent in to me. We read it out. I'm going to get to your correspondence in just a moment. Before we do, Billy in Ascot Vale has given us a call. You call, you get on. Billy, welcome to the show. Yeah, good evening, BT. How are you going? All right. Very good, thank you. That's good. Yeah, BT, just a quick one. Um, I did call a few weeks back just regarding Emma Ranakandu. I know she won the US Open and it was an amazing effort, but since then I know she's lost a few matches and just over the weekend against Costa, she actually got pretty well smashed. I'm just wondering, like, is there a fear of her burning out or are we just expecting too much of her? I know she's going to go on to better and better things, but has it got sort of too quick, too soon for her? I'm just a bit concerned, that's all. I don't think we've got too much to worry about, to be honest, uh, Billy, with uh, Emma uh, Raducanu. I mean, she's uh, won the US Open, which is uh, absolutely fantastic, but to to emulate uh, that week in, week out is... You know, it's not going to happen uh, every single week. So it's, it's a deep field, women's tennis. So, you know, we're, we're just going to let her grow. She's 18. I mean, you know, she's got a long journey ahead. There's, uh, there's going to be lots of ups and downs. Just because you win a Grand Slam or you win a significant tournament, it doesn't mean you're just going to uh, do it every single week. I mean, Ash Barty's proof of that. As good as Ash is, be the most consistent amount of titles this year, she can't do it every week. So Raducanu's come from so far back to get to this unbelievable ranking in such a short period of time. There's going to be a dip, isn't there? We'll just see. We'll just see. We'll just let it unfold, let it grow, let it just enjoy being a teenager. I don't think there should be any expectation on Emma Raducanu or Emma Raducanu. Maybe she can't do it all the time. Thank you, Billy. Nice, uh, nice work. Your feedback... Before I get to a couple more calls, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Just on the coaching setup, this was sent in to us digitally, right across our social channels, emails this week. Absolutely and wholeheartedly agree. It's gone backwards massively here. It is too easy to be a coach from national level to hotshots level. Someone can just walk on court now and they're a coach. Not good for the sport. The world has changed. Not always for the better. Back when the Bears were bad. Not sure if you're referring to the Brisbane Bears. You had to do a players test, a ball feeding test before you even got to look at sitting your level course, JD course nowadays. It was very practical and court-based. Generally, it was undertaken by the tennis nuts of the world who did not make it and there were plenty of us in their droves to take up the challenge. 
These days, with a dumbing down of everything, including uh, that of just clapping hands, receiving a certificate of merit, a Facebook opportunity in advancement of the next level, our sport is rapidly becoming a basket case. The word coach can apply to a person who has never been in our sport 10 minutes, who has been in our sport 10 minutes. They all have a place and everyone must start somewhere, but often I am now seeing where these people are being promoted, empowered to basically run tennis clubs. They have little skills, but what they have obtained through glossy manuals, uploading a link here, there and everywhere, to almost the point where the parent is becoming the deliverer of tennis. When I first started, blue and red stage of our coaching pathway did not really exist as every kid had skills developed in the school or backyard and every kid could throw and catch with an average to high success rate. Nowadays, I find more than the norm, I have kids who are coming to my lessons to learn such skills they should have covered. So I guess, is that my job? I guess it kind of is, if I want to get to the next part. Or do I, what a lot of coaches do, and employ a kid to deliver that stuff? I can see both sides of the argument. Geez, I'm shocked. Not. Years ago, it was a requirement to not only play a minimum of grade two pennant, but also to win a required number of matches to qualify to apply for the course. Then upon doing the course to demonstrate a complete shot replica and then be able to teach the same. It was also a requirement to be able to feed the ball competently with a racket. Nowadays, the main requirement is to know how to place witches hats and hula hoops onto the court and to hand feed. But then again, back to the days of my first point, tennis as a sport was flourishing. Clubs were vibrant. The club professional made the club what it was. Nowadays, with most coaching done by the 16, 17-year-old Witches Hat Brigade, many participants drop out of the sport early and therefore clubs are in decline. Your feedback from the past week. Maybe it was the shift in priorities of Tennis Victoria years back to concentrate solely on clubs and in some ways completely ignore the role of the club professional at a club. Or maybe it wasn't. Who knows? Lack of coaches at the moment. I know coaches that are short staff, more so now after COVID. Probably why there are a lot of coaches that don't have a great skill set. There is also a big problem with a lack of female coaches. I think if you had ATP ranking or an ITF ranking or, say, a top 100 in Australia, then you know how to play and have seen a lot of coaching to get to that level. There are crash courses now that allow people to coach kids who can't play and don't understand the technical side of the game. 90% of club coaching these days is for kids that have no realistic desire to play ATP. It is more about participation and having fun for an hour or so each week. This only requires the very basic level of coaching and this level of coaching skill can be achieved in any of the weekend coaching courses on offer from Tennis Australia or the ATPCA etc. Spot on. A lot of coaches out there who can barely hit the ball themselves. The comments about tennis becoming a bit too recreational at the end of this section is pretty spot on, I think. Need pathways from club coaching into club competition. The promising players find a way through that. Australian tennis courses do have uh, too much theory, more than practical. Some of the coaches are highly qualified but couldn't hit well. Must be balanced in theories and prac. Golf and swimming are sports that I might consider without opponents. They are more on timing or against the type of golf courses, whereas tennis is more complicated. You need to have strong strategies, mindset, new skills at all times and so on. I'd have to say golf is far more complicated than tennis. Also, it is a very strict process of theory 
and playing performance to become a PGA pro. Perhaps tennis could follow suit. And the last bit of feedback I got, yes, I agree, there are so many tennis coaches who don't really understand the game, benchmarking and competitiveness of the tennis world. We live in a fishbowl in Australia and coaching accreditation is handed out far too easily. Unfortunately, is another corporate part of TA. One of the KPIs for the coach education arm of Tennis Australia is the number of applicants and coaches who receive qualifications. So that's the feedback that has come in to me. And as I've said before, I'm not at the coalface at club level seeing what's going on day in, day out. I'm not inside the four walls of Tennis Australia and how they structure things and come up with their strategy and plan. But that is your feedback that you have sent in to us. one three hundred seven three six seven three six, or on the text 0433981116. A conversation that no doubt will be ongoing. A tour wrap uh, thanks to Yonex celebrating 75 years performance product crafted in Japan. Check out their latest range at yonex.com. Let's have a look at a little snapshot of what's happened over the last week. Uh, Sasha Zverev having an unbelievable year, really. Fifth title of 2021, just with everything going on off court that we've discussed before. Won 80% of first serve points. He's 25-2 and two since uh, uh, Wimbledon. Uh, and he beat uh, Francis TFO, who's improving all the time. The work of Wayne Ferreira is certainly paying off. You can see the growth. In fact, the Americans, we'll talk about Taylor Fritz, uh, Nakashima, are all uh, taking their game to the next level. But that ATP 500 in Vienna, won by Zverev, the second seed, 7-5, 6-4 up against TFO. He beat uh, Krajinovic. Uh, Demonor, who did take a set off Zverev, but couldn't go the journey with him. He beat Ali Asim, Alcaraz and TFO. All uh, young stars of the game. TFO, as I mentioned, has improved. 29 and 22. John Pierce, uh, Philip Palashek have certainly had a good period. We've talked about uh, and we had Piersy on the program a couple of weeks ago, winning Indian Wells and making that final in San Diego. Uh, semi-final at the US Open. They followed up with another semi-final in Vienna in the last week. Uh, Marin Cilic, almost forgotten about the big Croatian, the former world number three, 20th ATP title over the weekend. He won the 250 in St. Petersburg, just the sixth active player to claim 20 tour-level titles. So Roger, in an unbelievable stratosphere, could there be one more to add? Maybe that'd be the nice fairy tale. 103, Nadal on 88, Djokovic 85, Murray's 146. And he's still active, even though he's been so inactive. One Martin Del Potro, hopefully he gets back uh, next year with uh, 22. So Chilich up to 20 titles, uh, beating Taylor Fritz, who, as I've mentioned, has had to put together a really good period. You can see some real growth in Fritz. The work uh, originally done by Paul Anacone, and the coaching team around him, he's uh, certainly elevated himself and there's probably another gear for him to go to. little shout-out to John Millman. We had a caller, I think it was Charlie from Turek, off the top of the show uh, last week who was just sort of questioning whether, you know, Millman has had a good year, where's he going? Uh, he's went against Karatsev, who we know has had an unbelievable year from outside the top 100 to inside the top 20 and absolutely destroys a tennis ball. His win against Karatsev was uh, fantastic and then... Uh, he was comfortably beaten by Fritz, uh, four and two. But, yeah, John Millman uh, uh, certainly trying to hold that ranking at a respectable level uh, towards the back end of the year. Murray and uh, Suarez, the number one seeds, won the doubles. Of course, in uh, St Petersburg, uh, we turn our attention to the Paris Masters on the men's side uh, coming up this week. 
So Demonor to play Lloyd Harris. Duckworth uh, will take on Roberto Bautista-Ragut. And Milman will uh, take on Diego Schwartzman. So uh, some tough matches there for the Aussies. Demonor and Savile will play doubles. And uh, Piers and Palaszczuk will play in the doubles as well. Unfortunately, uh, Alexi Popram uh, missed out going out in the second round of qualifying uh, last night. Uh, Brandon Nakashima, as I mentioned earlier, the young American who's had a very much improved year, won the Challenger in uh, France. He's gone from 170 to 65 in the rankings this year. So runner-up at a couple of 250s, 15 and 10 on the ATP Tour, played uh, some challenges uh, throughout this year as well. But uh, he is developing very nicely. Nicholas Jarry, we remember Nicholas Jarry got suspended for about 10 months uh, last year uh, for taking some substances that he shouldn't have. Uh, served that 11-month uh, ban, and he's come back and won his second challenger title uh, this year. So he won in uh, Lima in Peru. One of the great names in tennis, uh, JJ Wolf. Uh, nice win in the in Las Vegas. I was watching a bit of Las Vegas last week. It must have been right next to the airport because all you could hear was planes taking off and landing uh, non-stop. And Oscar Otter, who has on the big stage, and we saw him at Wimbledon play Murray and... Uh, he's had some big moments uh, for a guy that's been very much in the back blocks off the radar. He won in uh, Germany. How good is Annette Contivate going? It's been an absolute purple patch. I mean, she's won 26 of her last 28 matches. Top 10 debut as of today with the official rankings out to eight in the world. She's grabbed the last spot for the WTA finals in Mexico next week. So the first player representing the mighty Estonia... Uh, to make the year-end championships. Um, fantastic effort. To beat Halep as well in that final on her home turf in Romania. So well done to Annette Contivate. She's always been capable, but she's had an incredible month of taking her game to the next level. Donna Vekic, of course, uh, won in Italy. And this week, of course, our attention turns to the Billy Jean King Cup. Thank you, Jacko. Nicely done. Uh, Billie Jean King Cup. She'll be there, front and centre, the great Billie Jean, who gets a standing ovation wherever she goes around the world. Now, it's been almost two years since Australia played France in Perth. We were over there for SEN, calling it at RACV Arena. Australia lost the final uh, to the French, of course, in the doubles there, trying to win it for the first time since 74. It went into the new format. It was supposed to be launched uh, last year in Budapest in Hungary. Got called off like so many things uh, through COVID. And now it's back. They've put it together. It's uh, going to be in Prague. It's a week. Uh, the Australian team, minus Ash Barty, minus uh, Astra Sharma, who's got a ranking inside the top 100, and minus Sam Stozer. But... Let's see how they go. Uh, they've got Belgium uh, first up. So Tomjanovic to lead the team. Storm Sanders. Or do they maybe put Daria Gavrilova in? What do you reckon? 0433981116 on the tech. So they've flown Dasher over. She's had the Achilles injury that she's been coming back from. She adds great energy and uh, spunk just to the whole team uh, dynamic. Look down at all those players. She's been higher than any player. In that squad, she's been to 20 in the world, but coming off such a limited prep, even though she's put in a lot of work in here in Melbourne, hitting a lot of balls in uh, recent time. What do you reckon? We had Storm on a couple of weeks ago. She's champing at the bit to represent Australia. And then uh, 
Ellen Perry has had a terrific year in doubles. You'd expect she'll probably play a part there. Will they maybe groom Olivia Gadecki, who's had a terrific year on the ITF tour? So around about 8.30, about this time tomorrow night, we play Belgium. We'll wait and see how it goes. Bencic and Krachikova, the only top 10 players who are playing uh, in the Fed Cup. In fact, um, Barbora Krachikova said, I definitely preferred the old system with only two teams facing each other. She'll spearhead the Czech Republic. I think us traditionalists who love the Davis Cup in its old format and the Fed Cup in its old format, there's plenty of us who would love that, home, home and away ties and et cetera. But we'll, uh, we'll see how it goes and we'll see how uh, the Australian team stacks up. Speaking of Australian teams, James Duckworth, that got a lot of uh, mentions on our socials uh, throughout the week, missing selection for the Davis Cup team. So when I looked at it and digested it, Demon or Picks himself. You've got to play Millman. You've got to play John Pierce. Um, without argument. Popperin, Thompson, Duckworth. Who do you leave out? Duckworth, our number two Australian behind Demonor. He's had a terrific run. They've made the call. Where do you sit on that one? Should Duckworth be in ahead of Thompson or Popperin? Who would you have left out if you were going to bring Duckworth in? One three hundred seven three six seven three six or O four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. We'll take a break. A few more Aussie results to uh, go through. Olivia Lay is going to join us uh, very very soon as well. We'll uh, check in with uh, tennis rehab, and I do want to mention, of course, uh, Wilson on board with us. A magnificent Wilson Sporting Goods, whose vision is for a better world through sport. You can head over to au.wilson.com to access all Wilson products to get back out on court. First serve listeners, you can use that code first serve one five to receive fifteen percent off your order. Wilson creating products for you to live like an athlete. Better solar, better batteries, better energy. With B Solar, you'll never have to pay another expensive electricity bill. Talk with a B Solar advisor. Visit B.Solar to learn more. GLG Greenlight Group, leaders in property services and open space management. At glgcorp.com, the first serve, your home of tennis. Welcome back to the first serve. It's uh, great to have your company on this uh, Monday night. You know the number to call if you want to be a part of it. one 736 736 or on the text 433 It is great to have uh, B Solar on board who love their tennis. You can learn more about better solar energy. No more expensive electricity bills. Trusted guaranteed savings. Free yearly checkups. Just talk with a B Solar advisor. I recommend it highly. And we're uh, working on something which we'll reveal in the new year in regard to uh, the young developing tennis potential hopes around uh, this country. Just before uh, Olivia Lay joins us, a couple of other results I just wanted to wrap up. Rinky Hijikata, I'm a real fan of this young guy, 20 years of age, won his uh, fourth title at the ITF level uh, this morning over there in the States. Uh, five finals this year. He's 40-12 and 12, uh, win-loss in all matches he's played. 40 of those 52 matches have been on hard courts. So he's two, won two ITFs at the 15K level, two at the 25K level. So he's rankings into the 400s. A long climb for Rinky, but he's uh, gone down the college path as well, and I think he's a, he's a really good prospect. Um, Mirani Busiju, we talked about last week, the young Queenslander, 22 years of age, Back-to-back finals in Tunisia. He was runner-up at the 15K quarterfinal, a win, and a runner-up 15-2 and two the last three weeks. He's on my watch list. Arena Rodionova won the doubles in Spain, the 80K. 
Uh, well done to Arena. Nicely done. Tristan Schoolcade, Blake Ellis won the 25K. They're second at that level as a pair this year. In fact, when they've teamed up, they're 8-1. and one. So some Aussie success uh, certainly on the tours. Well, back in March uh, this year, our special guest was Todd Lay, uh, one of the co-coaches of uh, Thanasi Kokonakis. He was the number one junior in the water 12, the youngest player to sign with sports management giant IMG. He told us about his idea of tennis parent, a concept that highlights the ridiculousness and dangerousness of parents who push boundaries, all in the name of tennis. I do have to do a follow-up with Todd. It was a great chat. We also did a special podcast if you want to listen at thefirstserve.com.au as part of our Aussies only. Well, in the last few a few weeks, I've actually come into contact with Todd's sister, Olivia, who, like her brother, has also tried to forge a path in playing professional tennis. She's also become an accredited professional coach. Uh, she uh, tunes into us over in Adelaide. And Olivia, it's great to have you on the show. Brett, thank you for having me. I am delighted to be here and to talk some tennis. Have you been on court today, tonight, I'd imagine? Yes, I definitely have. It's uh, a packed uh, schedule with myself at the current moment. Um, so I finish my um, uni about 3 o'clock, 3.30, then uh, start to hit the court at 4 from, from 4 o'clock. Uh, onwards to, to about 7pm. So uh, it was very nice here tonight to be on court. Olivia, we, we started chatting away through our Instagram account. We uh, connect with so many uh, people who uh, tune into the first serve in lots of uh, different ways who just who love their tennis. They want to know what's happening in, a, in Australian tennis. There are so many Aussies playing around the world on a, on a daily basis. Well, for us, it's not the best time zone into a, a nightly, overnight basis uh, trying to cover this sport. I mean, you, you yeah. when you see those results, you, you can sort of put yourself in their shoes of trying to make it in this really tough sport. I mean, give us your own account of just the path you've been on. A hundred percent, Brett, and I think you're really on the money. And I, I appreciate the page that you do so much because it is so hard to sometimes follow these Aussies and, you know, all the websites and updating. Um, so it's great to wake up and to definitely have something to look at and to draw up. But... In these current times, it is extremely hard to uh, forge a path. It's, this sport is it's crazy. It tests you. It pushes you. You, you walk the tightrope day in, day out, um, as we have seen over time. You, uh, you know, and with the added pressure of COVID, you know, and everything you, know, you have to abide by, um, it really just puts everything in perspective. So... Um, I've been through it myself a lot. Um, really, just trying to play a lot of the, a lot of the lower tour. You know, coming out of the AMTs and moving through to the ITFs and moving through to up to the, you know, um, the, the WTAs and stuff like that. It's a, I think it's a really big thing about building confidence on um, through the transition period. Really, uh, more so from the the like the the lower level so like you've got your amt and then going up to your 15 your 25 yeah and then to your your 60ks you know and then approaching your 80s and then you, you know you're definitely looking at the your wtas there so it's it's really about just gaining a lot of confidence within yourself um gaining a lot of momentum as much as you can a lot of matches as as my coaches say and just um just really backing yourself at the end of the day so I was sort of having a little flick through um, just your uh, your activity over the last few years, and there's been the sort of sprinkling of ITS that you played, 2, 14, 15, 16, 19. I know there's been some injuries along yeah. the journey. You're still, you know, very young in, in life terms, but you've also 
tried to look at the coaching uh, track as well. Uh, just just tell us about the experience that you have had and what is it what has it sort of told you about tennis and where you where you see your place, I suppose, in tennis. Yeah, definitely. You, you've done your research. You, you're making my head go back a little bit to some, some results. Uh, my experience in this whole thing has been fantastic. Um, overall, I finished school and then I tried to play a bit after school. I did okay. I was lucky enough to get um, some wild cards into uh, a 10,000 when they still kind of existed. And then kind of was still, you know, then doing a bit of coaching here and there. And then um, I hit I hit twenty, um, and I was I was probably doing I was pretty okay, I was doing pretty okay, making some good results. I was unfortunate I got really badly injured. I uh, rolled my very first ankle and um, fractured my uh, fractured and dislocated my Liz Frank ligament in my uh, left foot, and that put me uh, sent me out of the game for eighteen months. And I and I really didn't know I really didn't know how much time I had bought out of the game. Yeah. I came back. I did. Uh, I did. I was out for six months, really, with the two surgeries, and I had ten months of rehab so I, until I could find some real stability. And this is back when I. So then I turned 21. So this is back three, about four years, three, four years ago now. And then I came home from. I came, I went to America that year. Um, I watched the U.S. Open. I uh, came home and I said, "All right, we, we need to put the straps on and we need to start getting." Getting back into the swing of things, I came back. I won my first AMT. I, I probably with a month training under my belt with not a lot of match practice, and I, I remember the match points still to this day. And I was like, "Oh my god, what what did I just do?" And that kind of solidif- solidified something for me. I kind of also had a close friend and came in and gave me a, a, a few crazy words, and they said to me, "You know, if you, if you can really put your head to it, um, you can really have a you know a good crack at this." Um, I continued. A little bit on that path as well. Um, I played. Oh, I think I played qualies for a sixty. Yep. For a sixty k, I had not. We had an okay draw. I was unfortunate not to qualify. Um, and then I kind of. And then that was towards the end of twenty nineteen. And before you know it, you hit twenty twenty. And um, unfortunately, COVID hit us. So. Um, and in between that time and all of that going on, um, I obviously needed to support myself. So I went into coaching alongside my brother, Todd, um, who has been fantastic. Um, Alongside Todd Langman as well, who's been fantastic. Um, And yeah, so that's kind of just been my path really since I left school. And uh, yeah, now I'm here. So from a playing perspective, does that still burn to to have another crack at it? It definitely does, Brett. It definitely does. I'm currently nearly halfway through an education degree. Um, I had... You know, I've had some serious thoughts, you know, over these, definitely not going to lie, over this, this year, even, you know, last year. Um, I wake up and see the results and I kind of do, you know, I kind of, you know, can picture myself there and kind of, you know, wish, you know, I was a bit on tour as well. I've definitely had a lot of thoughts in um, maybe when, maybe even early next year when uh, travelling starting to come yep. um, much better, ideally, for us in here in Adelaide and Australia so I think maybe that's definitely on the cards for myself um, and just really getting on the UTR circuit and just having a crack there I've been I've had a lot of consistency with throughout my results here in Adelaide and 
I still go out there, you know, I train with a lot of the uh, the top SA girls and I still go out there and I love to compete. I feel like, you know, I've it's been very driven into me. It was mm. born into me and I really love um, a good old dog fight, as we, we kind of say, back yeah. here in Adelaide. Yeah, um, yeah. And it definitely still burns. Uh, it's, it's, it's got to, hasn't it? I mean, yeah, if you haven't got that desire, it's pretty tough in this gladiatorial uh, one-on-one sport. Olivia Lay is our guest. Uh, she's over in uh, Adelaide. Uh, tonight we had her brother Todd on earlier this year. You mentioned the name Tom Langman. Todd Langman has had a long association with the Nasi. Um, the coaching side of it, I don't know if you heard the start of our show, and we discussed this last week. I got a lot of feedback in. I got some correspondence in about just the standard of coaching across Australia. You've gone down this coaching path. Um, are you prepared yeah. to just weigh in with a thought or two as to how, how you're seeing that? Yeah, for sure. Look, honestly, um, I did listen to the start of the show, and, I, and I, got, I caught a glimpse of it last week, and it really took my eye and uh, really caught me as well. Look, I, my, as growing up as a young child, my parents gave me everything to... I fell in love with the sport very, very quickly from a very young age. I was doing a lot of tennis. Um, I, do, I, do lo- I do love part of coaching. Um, I'm giving back and I'm giving back to the, to the next generation and to see them come through. And to be a part of that is, is quite exciting. Um, on, it is, honestly, it, it, on the other part, it is taxing. But um, at the end of the day, this is my bread and butter. Um, and I definitely... Um, I'm definitely at, at a point where I'm not sure if I'm if I'm where I'm going to go with it. I definitely do, would like to be maybe involved um, in some of the elite area with, with some kids that I have currently um, alongside that I'm coaching with my brother and Todd Langman as well. Um, but it's just great to give back to the community and just to sit and just to grow my club of where I am here in Adelaide and just see the kids just here um, with you know with good foundations of coaching and just to be able to move through and have fun, um, I think that's a really that's a big point at the end of the day. Olivia, one of the big points that came out of just people's feedback was uh, tennis maybe becoming a little too recreational, according to some, rather than maybe more developing those who have got the aspirations who can who can maybe take tennis somewhere. I mean, what, what are you actually seeing on the ground? What, what are you... If I asked you just what your basic fundamentals of coaching yeah. are in a, in a nutshell, in a minute or two, what, what would you say? <laughs> Honestly, it's your forehand and your backhand and your serve. I would say that's your fundamentals of what you want to teach a child um, coming through. And once they have those, like, grasp of those, you can do a lot with the child. And they can, and then they can kind of decide from there, you know, and like, you know, well, more so mum and dad will decide you know, whether they want their kids to go, you know, all right, we'll do privates four times a week, we'll come out to a squad as well, or we'll just come out come out one to the other. I think it definitely is becoming more recreational because I think the sport is so full on. And I think parents have, have no clue what they're getting themselves into. And I also think in this profession, I might be a bit outspoken here, but I'll say it, um, I find that a lot of parents and even in my position, they sometimes they think they know more than what, than what I do. Mm, mm. Uh, now I've been doing, I'm now, I'm 24. Uh, I've been, I've started, co- I've been coaching basically full on for about six years. I play in week in, week out. I traveled as a junior. I've seen a hell of a lot. And all I'm trying to do is to give my best knowledge of, of what my father drove into me and what, Todd Langman drove into me as a young child and, my, you know, Joel Curley drove into me as a, as, as a youngster and just trying to give back to them and just 
you know, trying to do what we use my tools. And I think that's, that's a really gra- uh, a big gray area within the coaching and the fine line is, and stuff like that. So um, it's definitely becoming, I do agree, it's becoming more recreational. But I think parents are starting to see how much, you know, financially they have to turn over yeah, yeah. if they want their kids to be like someone like, you know, your Asakas, your Bardis, you know, your Diminars, you know. It, it's really becoming a, a big point within, within the tennis no doubt. It's, it's, it's challenging for sure. I think we're going to have to do a part two because um, I've only got an hour and I've got to, I've got to get to a, a commercial break. But hey, let, let's do another catch-up down the track. I just wanted to share a little bit of your story uh, tonight. Love chatting to your brother at the start of the year. We did an hour, I think, in 10-minute podcast with him to try and tell his whole story. So let, let's, let's pick this discussion up uh, another time. But I really appreciate you listening in from Adelaide. You love your tennis. Good luck with your coaching. Hopefully there's another stint for you uh, on court to... Uh, to get back and play the sport you love and uh, really appreciate some insights tonight. Yeah, definitely. Thank you so much and would love to catch up anytime soon and uh, talk it all again. Great stuff. Olivia Lay joining us in Adelaide to tell a little bit of her journey and every tennis journey is uh, is different. Uh, you can go shopping at Tennis Direct, Australia's favourite online tennis store, fast delivery, great prices. Shop tonight, tennisdirect.com.au. Promo code, first serve one zero, ten percent 10% off. All the goods get delivered to your front door. Tennis Direct. Back with more. Better solar, better batteries, better energy. With B Solar, you'll never have to pay another expensive electricity bill. Talk with a B Solar advisor. Visit B.Solar to learn more. GLG Greenlight Group, leaders in property services and open space management at glgcorp.com. The first serve, your home of tennis. Welcome back to the first serve. Great to have you here, Alex. I think your phone is going to blow up. You've uh, you've sent us about ninety five text messages in forty minutes. Relax, my friend. Good contribution, though. I just can't read them all uh, out. Uh, winner of our Yonex V Core Pro tennis racket to the value of three hundred and sixty nine dollars ninety nine. All thanks to Tennis Direct Australia, which has been running on our social channels the last uh, four days. We always like to get. A winner on. Michael Badger is in Melbourne. Michael, congratulations. Yonex record is yours. Oh, it's amazing. So much thanks so much for having me on. I'm stoked to, to get a new racket. How often do you get to have a hit, Michael? Oh, I hit a fair bit. Um, yeah, I used to have a crack at the AMTs and then uh, until I fractured my hip, but uh, I still get out on the court now and done a little bit of coaching over the years and uh, I'm a musician, so uh, it's hard to balance music and tennis. <laughs> I bet. Uh, what sort of music yeah. are we talking? Oh, I love rock and roll. I play in rock and roll bands, and uh, but um, yeah, I need that balance between tennis and music. Just you know, it helps me stay fit if I'm getting on the tennis court. Uh, very nicely done, mate. Favorite player? Oh, look, originally Stefan Edberg. That's who I wanted to be when Beautiful. I grew up. But uh, yeah, it's definitely uh, the Fed now. Geez, a lot of similarities. And Edberg, of course, coached uh, Roger for a little while. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just picturing yeah. Stefan Edberg, that beautiful serve, the volleying. Uh, gee, the Swedes were good back then, Mick, uh, with uh, Mats Verlander and Thomas Inquist. They were a strong tennis nation. Yeah, that was yeah, that was my era. I was trying to serve volley way way too much back then. A little <laughs> bit out of my depth, I think. <laughs> yeah. Hey, well done on the prize. That is going to be coming uh, your way. We'll link you up with our great partners in uh, Tennis Direct. And uh, congratulations. Yeah, thank you so much.
Michael Badger, winner of our latest competition. Just on that, the other prize that we are running, of course, Clash into Platinum. Wilson Australia giving away one Clash 100 Special Edition uh, tennis racket frame to the value of $349.95. You can uh, sign up now to be in the running uh, to win this racket. You just need to enter online by simply providing your first name, last name and email address. So those details are all on our website. If you scroll down the bottom at thefirstserve.com.au, also pinned to the top of our socials, uh, whether you follow us on uh, Facebook, uh, Instagram, uh, Twitter, you'll see it all there. And you've got, uh, what, I think another three weeks for that competition to run. So you certainly could be a, a very lucky winner. The uh, Wilson uh, Clash racket to the value of $349. It's pretty simple. First name, email address, hit enter, and you could be a winner. Uh, no doubt about that. Uh, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. If you want to give us a call, oh four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen on the text. Um, just before the break, we're going to check in with tennis rehab in uh, just a second. Uh, I did notice that Jurgen Meltzer, the great Austrian, the lefty, forty years of age, uh, did uh, announce time on his career in Vienna at the five hundred uh, last week. My first memory of going to Wimbledon, I was in the radio room. You get a little desk. And Wimbledon is very, very strict. You've got to read about five pages on how much you're allowed to broadcast. And there was a guy behind me for Austrian radio. And I'm sure he must have been on the same conditions I was. But Jürgen was having a pretty good run. I think he made the fourth round of the quarterfinal. And this guy in a room where you could only do condensed reports to your respective radio stations around the world decided to go into full-blown commentary uh, for about half an hour. And um, no one spotted him. He got away with it. As soon as Jürgen lost, he packed up his gear. He was on the flight home to Vienna. I never saw him again. So maybe maybe someone was listening. He didn't get his uh, accreditation. But uh, Jürgen Meltzer got to world number eight. A very, uh, very uh, fine career indeed. I need to mention our very good partners, uh, Asti, of course, Melbourne's leading synthetic grass court surface and construction specialist, Asti Tennis Courts, trusted by Melbourne tennis clubs and councils. Check out ASTE. We'll come back and wrap up. Better solar, better batteries, better energy. With B-Solar, you'll never have to pay another expensive electricity bill. Talk with a B-Solar advisor. Visit B.Solar to learn more. GLG Greenlight Group, leaders in property services and open space management. And glgcorp.com, the first serve, your home of tennis. Welcome back uh, here in Melbourne. How good was it to connect again with regional Victoria for those of you that may have jumped in the car over the weekend? I ventured up to Castlemaine to visit some family yesterday, which leads me into telling you about tennis rehab, uh, combining great tennis coaching, accommodation, local wine and food, other tourist attractions. All tennis lessons are run by either the club professionals or qualified uh, coaches whose aim is to send you home and improve play. You can just head to uh, tennisrehab.com.au and Mark Borthwick is the man behind it. Mark, uh, really appreciate your time. Great to have you on board. Oh, thanks, Brett. Uh, good evening to you. Mark, I do apologise. I did issue my lovely uh, producer, Jules, a, a wrong couple of digits on your phone number. So we've only got about a minute uh, here, but I want to, I'll get you back on through November. You're doing a, a great campaign with us, but in a nutshell, Tennis Rehab, uh, it's great now that the whole of Victoria is open. The weather's magnificent and uh, tell us a little bit about it. Well, Brett, uh, there's more grass courts in northern Victoria per capita than just about anywhere else in the world. And, uh, uh, they're pretty underutilised, so 
a group of us have got together to um, put a bit of a program together for uh, uh, any any people that are interested in tennis at all different uh, ages, skill levels, and uh, physical capabilities. And uh, we're we're running three day uh, sessions here in lovely Euroa, um, about 150 kilometres north of of Melbourne. Beautiful. And uh, all on grass and uh, all professionally done. Great stuff. So, simply, folks, you need to go to the website, tennisrehab.com.au. What a great opportunity to get out to country Victoria, play some tennis, get some great coaching, stay the night, Mark. A little bit of local yep. uh, beautiful wine at night, some nice food. It doesn't get much better than that. So, let's uh, let's just put it out there for people to have a look at. We'll get you back on towards the end of November, but tennisrehab.com.au, mate. Really appreciate the little uh, bit of insight, and we'll get you back on. Thanks, Brett. Mark Borthwick, he's the man behind it. We'll tell you more about tennis uh, rehab right throughout the month. And, of course, Tennis Marketer on board with us, dedicated to helping tennis businesses around the world grow online. Get your website, social media pages professionally set up by experts who know tennis, tennismarketer.com.au. Eric, you say we should go two hours. We do need an extra hour. I'll read your email out next week. Hit them well. Hit them beautifully. G'day, Mike Hussey here. Get on board Australia's best fantasy cricket game, KFC Supercoach BBL. It's fun, free and easy to play. Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005.